Good evening, uh, members of the Italian Mafia. My name is Sam Kingmo. Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House, episode 49. Happy Happy April Fool's Day. Um, we're not doing anything. We didn't, we didn't put any time or give a shit. Uh, joining, the man laughing in the back is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, what's going on this week? Uh, well, first of all, I'm very disappointed that when you introduced us as um, members of the Italian didn't mafia, say you didn't introduce your, No, you didn't. You didn't introduce yourself as Samuel Bruno uh, Kingma and my best friend and co-host Miles Giorno J. <laughs> Miles Giorno's a great fucking name, dude. Miles Giorno J. Giorno Giovanna. Well, the fuck's going on this week is that I accidentally deleted the. This is an audio o- program. program. Um, but I, we, Sam and I have audio back or um, anime avatar-y kind of backgrounds on our webcams for when we record the show. We, of course, record it so we can see each other, feed off each other's energy. Yeah. Clearly it works because our show is great. We both have anime character backgrounds. Of course, he has Mugi, his waifu. I have Satania, my waifu. But I accidentally deleted my Satania picture, so I was sans a background for this week. You're laughing because I said sans. Yes, yes. That's how bad. That's how bad it is, dude. That's how bad it is out here. But I was, I was missing. I was papyrus and an anime background. <laughs> I was undying in anime background, so. <laughs> um, so so of course you know we don't have a met a ton of time to record this show. <laughs> so, so instead of pulling a, instead of pulling a a, a new uh, a new background of Satani, you you pulled the the Alfie's uh, male the Alfie's female uh, Cerno from to- Toho. The Alfie's female. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got I got Cerno, who is one of the the five, in my opinion, the the five legendary dumbasses of the anime apocalypse. So what about what about the, so normally, typically it's four. Who's the who? Who are the five? Well, technically, it is only four because Cerno is a video game. Character. I see. She's like the uh, she's so, like Sector V. She's like Sector fucking five in Code Lyoko. Yeah, in Code Lyoko. Um, so obviously the the premier one. Uh, like truly, the the greatest dumbass of all time is Aqua. Yeah, truly. Now, obviously, there's some debate. I would put Osaka here, but someone has brought to my attention a character named Aho Girl, which oh. literally means idiot oh, girl. I know. I've seen a couple episodes of this fucking anime, and I'm like, well, it has to be Aho Girl. So Osaka got bumped down. Especially the problem is that Osaka is too smart. She's just weird. Yeah, Osaka's not like unintelligent. She's not a dumbass. She might come across as a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, she's spacey. Um, which actually calls into question the next dumbass, which is Chica. Some people put Chica on the list. I disagree, but she is a legendary character. Chica is a is a legendary chaotic character. I don't know if I can quantify her as a legendary dumbass because she's too she is too smart for, for... She is way too smart to be a legendary dumbass. Yeah. It's Hmm. Who else would I fucking throw in? Because I, God bless you, bringing up fucking Aho girl, dude. I I wanted to fucking leave that shit in high school, fucking six years ago. I could have gone the rest of my life not not wanting to remember Aho girl, but but we're we're fucking here. Congratulations. Yep. 
Yeah, so it's tough. We might have to come up with a new new list of idiots, but um, let's let's get off the uh, the let's get off the this, dumbass this very, train. Uh, intellectual. Let's get off this very intellectual topic here and return to Monkey for Please. a minute. Let's return to Monkey. Please, um, Sam, I've done something I did not expect to do. Do you watch Kong Skull Island today? No, no. I it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's not even out yet. I'm pretty sure. No, it's. I'm watching it tonight. Oh, it is out tonight. Okay, no, I did not. I returned to Monkey. I got out the power cord, got out the HDMI, plugged in the PS4 Uh-oh. to play a PS2 game, and we returned to Monkey. By that, I mean I played Dark Cloud 1 and 2. Now, let me stop you here. Let me just stop you fucking here. You could play on a PS4. You could play on PCSX2 with your rig will be a superior experience. Here's the problem I had, though, Sam. Here was the problem I had, okay? Okay. Both games are installed there right now, whereas I would have had to wait on a download. You would have had to put in work. You would have had to put in a little bit. Would, yeah, I would have, would have had to put in work, and I said to myself, you know what? It's what it's just way easier and I kind of want to play it on a TV like playing playing it on a PC like it really does give you a very different feel than just sitting on my bed playing playing with my controller sitting nice and far away from the screen it's like childhood again. Yeah. So I got back to that and I played only PS2 games this based. week with one notable exception. So based. So, so Played Dark Cloud One. I played Dark Cloud Two. Yo, First of all, Dark Cloud One. Dark Cloud One for a sec. Can we talk about this game for a minute? Uh, we've talked about it before. Not on that. I know, we I know have. That you... Not on this fucking show. Okay. Will you talk about Dark Cloud One then? Let's get your opinion. This, Let's get your this take. game is like the greatest archaic adventure game ever. It's awesome. I I just my favorite part about Dark Cloud is you can just fuck yourself in the ass. <laughs> like. It's awesome. Like, like, I, like, just to just for reference. So this is one of those. This is what I would like to call a gear-based RPG, where it's less about leveling up your character and more about just acquiring better gear. You know, tone doesn't like Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, no, Dark Souls is a bit is like a mixed where it's gear's important, Fair. but you can level up your character. A primary example is Monster Hunter. It's a gear-based game. Monster Hunter is a gear-based Your character RPG, at right. hour zero compared to hour 255 is the exact fucking same. The only thing that's changed at that time is the gear you've been using. Remnant is another great example. And there's benefits of using gear-based RPG. I don't want to get into it. But the whole gimmick of Dark Cloud is you, up, you use your uh, a weapon over and over and over again, and you level it up, and you make it better. However, uh, weapons have a durability system, and if they break... Uh, you're not getting it back, <laughs> and it's just over. And for you, you could, you, and and the with the way the game kind of works, you're gonna take, you're gonna have ki- basically one weapon. You're gonna just run with for the entire game for every character, more or less. So the the thing is, the weapons do upgrade. So you're not just like the first weapon you get isn't the only weapon you're going to use. You're going to want to build up your weapons and they give you a default weapon that you cannot sell and that can't break, but it has like mediocre stats from beginning to end game. So you can't completely fuck yourself 
like you can you'll always be able to use a weapon with a character but one of them just might be completely invalidated as a character by endgame and there's just a lot of really funny stuff about dark cloud one uh where, like, for example, it has six characters and most of them are bad. Yeah, that's really fucking funny. It, Do you know who the best character in Dark Cloud is? It's uh, I. It's either Tone or Ruby. The the uh the the, the it's Shao. Oh, sh- it's really? Shao. The cat. Yeah, the 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 slingshot sucks at the start of the game, but by the end of the game, you can actually max out the slingshot at 255 attack power, and it's Fast. faster than Ruby's. Yeah, it's faster than Ruby's attacks, and you can elementally uh, imbue it, and you can switch the element, the active element on the weapon. So like, she's really really mobile. She can fire from f- decently far away and deal a shit ton of damage, and you just win and. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but Xiao was a sexual awakening for me because in that game, she is a cat girl, right? One of the first cat girls I ever experienced. Yeah. Very cute character, too. But she's wearing these kind of like black hot pants. They're so tight. And bro- they're so comedic. They're so tight. tight, dude. She is cheeked the fuck up back there, yeah. dude. You like, And the best part is, like, there's like a sheen on her ass. It's like a little white shine on like. Her hot pants. It's like leather yeah, pants. Yeah, to represent it so, being leather. But it just... But I don't know if they're leather. I figured they were cloth. But no, they are like leather pants where they got that shine. And it's right over her fucking crescent ass, dude. Her fucking twin cleft ass. And it's... Mm, mm. Dude, when I was eight years old... Oh, Yeah, man. it was hot. When I was eight years old, it, yeah. was, it was like... Boner City, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, we have to we have to preface that uh, when you were eight years old because if for the folks in the crowd that haven't played the hit level she's five like thirteen, game, yeah. Dark Cloud, yeah, she looks like she's fucking twelve, and not like uh not like a fucking anime uh girl, not like anime girl high school where they're all fucking fourteen and they no, look she's 20. twelve. Nah, nah, this character looks fucking twelve. Uh, this character is a child, but dude, I got the biggest fucking booty smile when I saw that character. <laughs> Dude, that's that's what it is. Like a booty smiles when you see a nice ass, and you're like, mm, damn, "Damn, that's good." Yeah, I, you ever, you ever, you ever like just just be out there fucking, you know, s- scrolling, you know, horny zone. You could be fucking anywhere, dude. That's why I don't even need to specify. <laughs> and you just you ever just exist in a space in the and world and be horny at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Where you just see something and it's just so hot. The only thing you want to do is just fucking bang your head against the table and or wall. Like that's oh, yeah. the only like awesome. that's the only only I can't use my words to describe what I'm seeing here. I can only describe with violent action of banging my head against the table because it's so fucking hot. It's good shit. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's what we call it. That's I, I'm telling you, it's a booty smile. A booty that's smile. what it's got to be now. Yeah. So yeah, so so Dark Cloud. Uh, one thing I was surprised by because then I went on to Dark Cloud too. I'm playing them simultaneously. One thing I'm really fucking surprised by is that Dark Cloud has such a better like feel and vibe to it than dark cloud 2 dark cloud is like the fucking gritty fantasy game that i want and dark cloud 2 is like 
It's like a kid's game. I'm actually surprised it's rated T. Genuinely. Because it shouldn't be. Uh, the only thing that got it rated T is I'm pretty sure that at one point Monica says damn. Uh. And it's like, shit, alright. It was that easy back then, huh? I, I was watching I was watching a stream of someone playing Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. And fucking Dingo Dial throws out the word bastard in that game. Rated E10 for ages 10 yeah, and up. The, uh, I'll hit you with one. In Jet Set Radio, uh, someone in one of the songs clearly says the N-word like twice. And that's rated <laughs> T. Uh, which is really <laughs> fucking funny. That's hilarious. So yeah, it was that easy back then. ESRB, man. Let me tell you, they were on something. They were on something. Yeah. Uh, but Dark Cloud Two is obviously a much better game. It has two characters, and there's only four weapons, and you can use them at the same time. And the uh, it's a right hand and left handed weapon. The male main character is voiced by Robin from Teen Titans. Scott Menville. Yeah. So so he's really good. Um, it's distracting though because it's he sounds exactly the it's same. It's the same voice. But it's it's cool. I mean, it's both of those are really nice little games. Uh, I think honestly, I'm preferring Dark Cloud One's like vibe. I just I it's so like it's gritty and it's kind of depressing and like the color palette's a little dour. Yeah, Dark Cloud Two radically I, I like the, it, but the art style with the cell shading. Uh, Dark Cloud Two just plays so much better though. That's the thing. Like I'll play Dark Cloud and I'll I'll just like be really into like the Atlamelia and then I'll go into a dungeon and I'll be like eh, okay. Here we are. But then I'm in a dungeon in Dark Cloud 2, and I'm like, damn, let's get to the next floor. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So, I don't know. It's interesting. It it, it does feel like two games where one is clearly better, but neither one kind of replaces the other. It it genuinely kind of reminds me. Like, I do, I do get that same vibe of, like, the N64 Zeldas, where one, you like it for the vibe, and the other, you like it because it's, like, a good, it's better good. game. <laughs> yeah, so, so, like... That's kind of where I'm at with both these games, but I, I must say, like, I'm I'm with the vibes on Dark Cloud. I, I I definitely, again, I don't like to. I we meme about super dark all the time, but that is one of those games where I, I think dark fairy tales always really work for me more so than like BoJack Horseman. Like that game kind is of, not super dark though, like at all. It's not. But but when you play it in comparison to Dark Cloud 2, you're like, damn, really? Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. This is where the franchise fair was. Enough. Yeah, it, I, I mean, it is it is a case of, like, Majora's Mask is generally dark, but, like, it's not the darkest fucking game on the planet, despite what the fans yeah. of that game will say. But you compare it to Ocarina of Time, it is night and day. So that's kind of where I'm at with Dark Cloud 1 and 2, where it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, really? Really? Like, that's that's the story, huh? That's where the story is today? All right, fine. It's good shit. The ancient sea witch got fucking tricked by her immortal husband who fucking scammed her. And because she was waiting for him at the altar forever, her heart grew cold and she froze the sea. It's like, okay, what happened to Dark Cloud 2? Oh, the funny dragons are on the beach. You can talk to them with a conch shell. The funny duck man says that the girl has a sickness that can only be cured by the magic daisy. Gotta do it. Miles, what other PS2 games have you been playing? Now, the other one might not surprise you, Sam. I was disappointed that I wasn't on a registry yet. I've been disappointed about it for a while. It was upsetting. There's a couple registries seeing... you could you could be on. I'm curious, I'm curious which which one which one this game will get you on. <laughs> 
offender. No, um, no, not sex offender. Uh, is the sex offender registry and the pedophile registry the same I, one? I think they are. I, right? I, I, mis- I, I assume pedophiles are on the sex offender registry. It is a sex offense, yes. But speaking of offensive things, that joke. So I, I decided to return to pedophile and play some Disgaea Yo, 2, baby. Let's Disgaea go. This is fucking sick, dude. I have fucking four I, downloaded. I'm like itching, dude. I'm I want to fucking get into that game. So first of all, let me say all these characters are hot. All of them are hot. Yeah. Even the boys, they're all fucking yeah, hot. I love this art great. style. Niece is and great. Yeah. Nisa is great, and I'm aware that they all look like babies. The one time I got in trouble on Twitter, someone reported me uh, to my friends. Not to Twitter, to my friends. Someone someone reported so, me so, to our no, group of no, friends. No, no, someone snitched to your— to- Someone snitched, yeah. Someone fucking snitched. Like, Miles just retweeted child porn, and they looked, and it was fucking Etna from Disgaea. Oh and God. I'm like, it's not child porn. She's really 200 She's in the story. Boring. Edna's the the bitch. She's a six hundred year old demon. Oh yeah, you fucking would retweet fucking porn at Edna, you fucking bastard. Here's the problem: is that Flan is obviously the fucking moron, and that means I have to like Flan more. But Edna's so cute, dude. She's so hot. She's so hot. But this guy too has a really hot girl named Rosalind. She's real hot. So. I'm liking I'm liking the game. I like the story too, surprisingly. Like as far as I'm in, um as far in as I am, I'm I'm enjoying the story. Whereas in Disgaea five, I was instantly turned off. Like the story's the boringest oh, thing yeah. I've ever you fucking don't, experienced. You're not, you're not there for the story. You're not there for the story. Yeah, you're the you're there for the min maxing. And let me tell you, I, I spent maybe three hours rerunning the same map yesterday just because I was like, Okay, well if I do this I can get my, my thief up to this level, which means that I can reincarnate her into a rogue, and then I'm gonna level her back back up to 10 so that I can do the next map but oh wait while I'm there uh my warrior just got uh my fighter just got leveled up so then I I can do the uh you know I, I can do the 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 next one which is the the warrior or whatever his name is but I gotta level him up again too okay well but on this map I can do this so I, I need a long range character well while I'm doing the long range stuff I might as well start training my thief with a bow instead of the gun so that's gonna take a little bit of time and it's like by the by the time that I've done all of the stuff that I want to do it's been three hours and I've had so much fun the entire time it is the worst game ever made I can't believe someone uh, someone thought this was a good idea. That someone said, "What if we make a game where all you do is grind?" Yeah, it's great. Where all you do is just watch numbers go up. Whoever that guy is had the worst idea and he's ever. A fucking I don't know genius. who the fuck. I don't know who the fuck he thought the game was for. But apparently it's for it's me. For, dude, it's for a lot and it's of for you. people. Beca- it's for a lot uh, of what people. I, what I love about about Disgaea from like a, a pure step back perspective is that unlike every other fucking video game Disgaea deals in what only I can refer to as cosmic numbers yes th- that it's possible to fight the dimensional gate with which you use to teleport out of the stages and its level is 3,500. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... I, no, I'm pretty sure max character level for every character in the game is 9,999. Um, and and in, in Disgaea 6, the max level is 9,999,999. It's such a... Like, that's so funny. That's so fucking funny. 
Because I just, there is nothing cooler in a game than just being comedic, like, grinding and getting comedically overpowered. Uh, well, what's what's funny about Disgaea, I was about to say what's funny about Disgaea 2, which does fit, because it's funny about Disgaea 2 as yes. well. Uh, what's funny about the game, though, is that the the stats, as you mentioned, are stupid. They are stupid high. And it's one of the few games where, like, if I'm fucking breezing through a map, I'm like, good, this is expected. If, if I'm having... I want to struggle in any other SRPG, but for me, if I'm, like, breezing through the map and wiping everyone out, it's like, fuck yeah, I worked for this yeah. shit. This is exactly what I you have to work for it, too, because you will get your ass kicked if you do not do any grinding. You'll get your shit fucking beat in. You should not be struggling on maps. You should either be getting fucking wiped out or clearing them in no no time at all with no trouble. There is no in-between. This game should either be easy as fuck or super challenging, and you gotta deal with it. And that's the thing. I was told that you shouldn't bother, like, getting optimal stats in the main playthrough. Once you get to end game, that's when you want to start getting optimal stats. So it's very interesting that it's an end game game, which there are a few games I can think of like that, where the whole fun of it is getting to the post game and just going crazy. Yeah. Monster Hunter. I'd say it's yeah, exactly. Monster like Hunter the the Monster Hunter is the is a post game game, absolutely. Which speaking of, I also got Monster Hunter Rise in the mail, oh. and I haven't even started it because I've been too busy playing games made in two thousand one or whenever the fuck. Ain't that a fucking so, holy shit. Yeah, no, call, that's, that's the, the history like of my that, life. Man. You don't gotta do that. Bro, I, I, like, I got Kingdom Hearts 3 the other day. I was playing it. I played it for, like, an hour. I'm like, this is as good as I remember. It's pretty fun. Then I went back to Disgaea. And then this morning, I got back to Dark Cloud 2. Just running through that. Running, running, running through that again. You walk real fast in that yeah. game. That's that's a real... That's that's something I, I really that's like. Miles is, is when you're thing. fucking default speed. I, I was thinking about it, and then I was like, no. Because everyone likes when you move really fast. But, like, when your default speed is as fast as humanly possible. Like, that's a lot of fun. I do... It's nice to have a sprint button. It's so funny how, like, if a game had me moving at the same speed as the default run in Dark Cloud 2... But it also had a sprint button, and the sprint button was as fast as that, as the default speed. Does that, I think I fucked that up. So if there was a, if if the, if the run speed was the default speed of this game, yeah. as it is now, I would always hold the run button, and I would be like, "This is fun! How fast I'm going!" Whereas like that's how fast you're always going. going. You're just holding down an extra button. But for my in my brain in my in my brain which recently returned to monkey i i want to hold the sprint button i want to hold a square or whatever the, the fuck button is to to run as fast as i can i want to run i want to speed yeah, going dude fast is fun that's why i like sonic because all you do is go fucking fast it's great except in the games that yeah, are total so dog shit in which you don't go fast total at all. Total dog shit. Yeah, the total dog the, shit There's Sonic a lot games. of weird... There's a lot of slow fucking Sonic games. Yeah, like, Sonic Labyrinth. Like, 3D Blast. Sonic 06. Sonic 06 is really fucking slow. Uh, Sonic 06, you go really slow in 06. It's, like, it's, it's kind it's, of funny. It's like hysterical. I, 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 uh, I don't know if you've seen any gameplay of, of Sonic P06, 
um, which is a, a fan made PC like recreation. And he's and the team that's organized finished all of Sonic stages, um, and they fixed the fucking physics and the glitches and everything that sucks about that game and you can look up uh like levels and stuff level pages like kingdom valley and stuff i'm like oh it's a night and day difference i really want to play it it looks fucking cool so isn't it funny that we live in a world where you could say i'm really excited to play a hack of sonic 06 yeah. or like a reconstruction of sonic yeah 06. it's awesome it's a funny world it's a funny fucking world i do like that well it i it's just weird because i did i did more media consumption this week than i think i've done in my life <laughs> And and at least on the last couple of Crackhouse episodes. I mean, last week I came in having done nothing, and all we did was talk about Charmin commercials. And and impersonate lump. Josh Peck saying fuck. Yeah, we talked about Lump. That was a fucking stacked episode. Whereas this week I was like, alright, that episode was too good. We gotta bring it down by having me analyze shit. Yeah, play a bunch of fucking shitty games nobody's played. But I, they're not shitty, you fuck! Nah. All those games are... Based, yeah, no. Nah, Dark Cloud's good. Fuck Dark Cloud you. and Disgaea are good. Dark Cloud and Disgaea, very cool games. Um, but I did watch something that I want to recommend to you. Oh, okay. okay. It's called Skate the Infinity. I have heard of this. I'm like pretty sure. Like I recognize that. I think I recognize like the hashtag for for this product. What is this? It's an anime by Studio Bones. Oh. oh, I like Bones. We all like Bones. And it's a shonen anime about skateboarding. Oh, yeah, this is with the with the okay, this is with the SK8. Um um yeah. I see. Oh yeah. Oh, this looks fucking cool. So here's the thing, Sam. The plot is that <laughs> the, the, I the plot is so stupid in one aspect where there's a kid named Reki. Right. First of all, it takes place in Okinawa. Very mm -hmm. cool. Never, You never see Okinawa. Literally never see Okinawa. Um, so it takes place all in Okinawa. And it's about a skateboarder named Reki who's like, you know, he's like a good skater. He's he's pretty good. And he, can, he can teach you stuff. He makes his own skateboards. And this new kid who moves in named Lagna. And Lagna's uh, secret ability is that he's from Canada. Okay. He came from the Great White North. So what, can what he's Canada related ability does he have? He's been snowboarding oh, for fifteen oh, years. Oh, I love these kinds of stories. <laughs> I adore these kinds of stories. I so know. Because I, he's I did, snowboarding, every, every... he has special, unique snowboarding related abilities that he can apply to skateboarding uh, in Japan. So there's not, like, magic to it, but, like, for example, he's able to, like, transform his snowboarding prowess into skateboarding prowess. Fuck yeah. And the other thing is that Reki, he's, like, a prodigy skater, so Reki, like, kind of is his support unit. He, like, builds him new skateboards that, like, compensate for his noviceness. So he builds him a skateboard using the wheels of an office chair. <laughs> that, that swivel, that swivel, so that he can ride it like a snowboard. Holy shit. What? So the thing about the the thing about the show is that it takes place at the S line or just the S competition, which is an underground skateboarding ring in a world where skating is dubiously illegal. Okay. 
Wait, why? Like, it's illegal skate racing. It's not literally illegal. You can skate wherever the fuck oh, you want, but, races. like, skate racing okay. is... Yeah, the races are illegal. So, it takes place in an abandoned mine. And they just have this, like, skateboard track that ends in an abandoned factory with disco lights. And the big thing about it is that everyone has, like... You can, like, throw cherry bombs at the other, like, skaters and all these things. You can do whatever the fuck you want at S. Just call the S. And there's all these legendary skaters, and the thing is, they have, like, their day jobs. So, like, there's a guy named Shadow, and he's got clown makeup, and he, like, is a cheating... He's the anti-hero of S. Oh, I see. And the thing about it is that, like, he he's a cheater, and then he has his day job, and his day job's, like, kind of mundane. Yeah. There's, like, a guy who has, like, a super high-powered tech skateboard, and he's from a tech company. He's a genius inventor. Oh, he's got a, 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 a tech skateboard. And then, of course, like, Reki makes all these cool skateboards for Lagna, or Langa, I think his name is. Um, I think it's, L- I can't remember. Langa, maybe. I, I don't know. He's got blue hair. Reki's got red hair. He's got blue hair. He's got blue hair because he's from Canada. Canada. So, <laughs> so, but the best part about it is that the villain is a guy who goes by Adam. He's he's a rich businessman, voiced by Dio Brando. Oh, fantastic. He's got vampire fangs and blue hair, and he wears a mask and calls himself the Matador of Love. That's his skate alias. And this guy's the big and bad the thi- of the series? He's the big bad, and he's so fucking gay. It's like, his whole thing is he's like, I skate because I'm looking for my partner. And he falls in love with Lagna because he's so good at skating. And he's like, you are the Eve to my Adam. And and his ability is called the love hug. Oh That's his God. special ability. It's like, and and he like, he's like skate dancing with people. He's like, he's like ballroom dancing with them while they're on skateboards. You will love this, this show. This is awesome. Because literally, it's it just sounds like everything I, I loved about Kirko No Basket and the insanity of how far can we push basketball as a sport. Uh, is literally just that, but for skateboarding, uh, you, you had me, you had me, I was sold on, on, we put office wheels on a skateboard, so it swivels. <laughs> it's actually insane. It's, it's got that shonen thing where they'll learn a technique and try it once. And then obviously both times it's, it's a middling or a complete failure. And then. Uh, of course, they get it right on the third time, but it's because they figure out some kind of secret by observing something in oh, the environment yeah. or some such exactly thing. Exactly right. I will say probably... Which is always fun. I, I will say probably one of my favorite abilities in any of these kinds of sports series is from Kuroko, and it's when Haizaki is introduced, and he has uh, the power to steal other players' abilities. <laughs> To steal them. And he goes up against the other guy who copies. But, but does he, like, pl- does he plunder them? Does he take the ability yes, from them? Yes, he literally steals okay. it. And it's expl- it is give- the best explanation ever. Unlike Kisei, who's the player who copies abilities perfectly, Haizaki, who's the one who steals, doesn't copy the ability perfectly. He copies it about 95%, right? And 5% his own little <laughs> flair. 
the other player who had that ability watching that fucks them up on a subconscious level and they can no longer successfully perform the the shot or or the ability or the dribble correctly that's always how it is it's it's like when you have an impossible ability to beat they always beat it by somebody in the audience like doing something or like them wrecking them emotionally it's like that's always how it is yeah, that uh that fight that ending is incredible i will not spoil how that how they get out of that one uh but it's it's just so good and then, and then probably my second favorite is is when they go up against the 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 captain as like the final boss of basketball, uh, and his ability is he, he, he if he stares at you you just fall to the ground. It's not really ex- <laughs> like he has like the emperor's eye is what it's called, and the emperor's eye <laughs> brings people to their fucking knees, and it's like, and it's like. And when he's introduced, it's like you. It's like no one can stand before a fucking king. And he f- crosses them out, and they fucking c- collapse. And he just walks by them, dribbling the ball. I'm like, this, dude, basketball is so sick. It's so. And then you sick. watch an actual basketball game, and you're like, where are the powers? Yeah, where's the right of postponement? Come on, right? I want to see someone. It's, it's, it's like that. It's like that great filthy Frank joke. It's like. Fucking weebs go to Japan. Be like, where are the subtitles? Yeah, it's just it's that. But like, weebs go to basketball games. Be like, where's the emperor's eye? Where's the guy that, as long as he shoots in perfect form, he never misses a basket, and his and his uh, entire shooting radius is full court. That that's the big thing. Like, I want that to be like he has the power of the Fibonacci sequence, yeah. and like they show him like shooting the basket. His hands are in the position, and they they do the squares with the ratio and the the golden. It's, that that's one of the cool things about JoJo Part Seven is how many like times someone will do a pose, and they'll just have the golden <laughs> ratio around them. <laughs> it's so oh, that's fucking great, dude. God, anime has the best stupid powers. That's the thing. Like, I love. St- Stupid powers. Stupid powers in anime are, like, my favorite thing. Because in, like, American shows and comic books, I mean, there's a lot of, like, stupid powers in comic books, but, like, they're never treated as cool yeah well really? it's, well they're like def- they're like a clearly defined archetype like characters like the flash are known as speedsters characters that run like are fast run fast are called speedsters you have archers like green arrow and people that use a bow and arrow as their primary weapon you know you you have like these weird sub archetypes where when you go to uh, with when it comes to like american heroes even you have even if you look at something like invincible which is like which has those archetypes but also does its own thing there are powers that are like oh yeah clearly make sense in their classic classic superpowers i'd say most of the time but then you go to japan yeah and then it's like and then you look at fucking green day from part five and it's like if you descend if you would descend from a from a decided point uh moss will grow on your body and you'll die <laughs> My my favorite my favorite uh thing in any JoJo at this point is do 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 da 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 from part eight, which is a bug that makes it so that basically it causes asbestos buildup in your joints, and if you flex your joints, you'll I think you'll you'll get poisoned. Damn, interesting. It's really not well explained. Okay, awesome. Yeah, as are, as are like a good majority of the fucking 
stand abilities. Uh, most of the stand abilities make some sense to me, but like, I, you have to know about both the the human body and asbestos <laughs> in order to understand to do 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 da da da. Yeah, it just it just um, you know what it li- sounds like. It sounds like Metallica with extra steps. Yeah, well, it's always it's it's always a, a previous stand with extra steps, but like. That's the thing. I want I want nothing but stupid powers from anime. I want I want powers that make no fucking sense. I, we need an anime cuz that's my fucking problem with like My Hero Academia. And that's a good show. Yeah. I have no problem with with it really, but my problem with it is that it's like, oh, the main character he punches. Yeah, and, and it's like in motherfucker, he's in a class with with the the guy who summons a shadow being. He's in class with the fucker, with the frog, he's in class. Yeah, with, with froppy. Uh, he's got froppy, and like even um, Ochako with the the ability of zero gravity. Like that's interesting. Yeah. It's not like the most creative thing I've ever fucking heard, but it's interesting or, or and it's fun laser, that like she. Like come on. Yeah. Like there, there's so many cool like abilities and shit in in uh, my hero. Why why is he just punch hard? It's lame as fuck. Yeah, I I want I want people with like crazy stupid abilities. Uh, Sam, what what do you think your like dumb? Okay, let's 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 trade this yeah. off. I will name a genre. Yeah, and I will name uh, and I'll tell you like what your power would have to be. So let's start with a classic one: sports anime. What's your sport? What's your power? I'm picking golf as my sport. Awesome, fucking. Awesome. Which, by the way, uh, I know, Kuroko no Basket author went on to write Robot X Laser Beam, which is a golf-based uh, manga about uh, an autistic guy who can shoot fucking straight. Uh, which, if you haven't played golf, is like the greatest superpower of all. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that is amazing because it's so deep in golf. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's awesome. Golf is great. So, so you have to. So, you're going to give me my golf superpower? No, you have to pick your own oh, golf superpower. Own, I just gave you the genre. My own golf yeah. superpower. Ooh, okay. Yeah, based based on based on your abilities. Okay, based based on my abilities. I want I want my ability to be clutch putts. Is what I want my fucking ability to be clutch putts, where I always get. P U T T S, not P U T T S. Yeah, P U T T S. So, so for those who don't play golf, because we're on episode forty nine of Crackhouse and we're here, uh, we're here. <laughs> I'm now explaining how golf works. <laughs> so those who haven't, so those of you out there who aren't white and who haven't golfed before, putting is the most important skill of the entire fucking game, um, and. It's all fun and games if you can get to the green, but when it when you're on the green, getting it in that fucking hole, ideally you want to take two shots or less. You obviously on a par four, two shots to get to the green, two shots to get it in the hole from the green. And I like the idea of if I, I if if I mean it's not a flashy ability. I'm definitely not main character material with that ability. Clutch putts would would definitely be great, especially if I can hit like really long 40, 45 foot putts under pressure that'd be pretty sick i i have i i came up with my power okay, okay. i'm gonna do you one better okay. sam my sport is mini golf <laughs> my sport is mini Fuck, golf i hate this dude all right and my my power we'll, we'll call it pinball putt right yeah 
So my goal is to hit the ball as hard as I can at a calculated angle. And the more ricochets it has, the more accurate it becomes to the hole. Oh, okay. So you're just fucking caroming the ball like it's fucking billiards. Wait, wait. What, what if? How about billiards? How about billiards? Billiards, you could make a cool fucking sports manga. Billiards would be a great anime. Yeah. That would be great. Better than the, the stupid baseball one from the scrapped episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was not one of our better pitches on the show. Uh, no, I think the worst pitch we've only gotten better at pitches, ironically, but that that was a that was a low point for us. But yeah, I would I would want to have billiards abilities in, and that's my thing. Maybe I was at okay. Hold on, this is this is the stupidest idea I've ever had. Okay, have you seen the trailer for Megalobox season two Nomad? I think so yeah, that first of all, so excited. I like Megalobox season one. Really cool raw anime. Second of all. The big thing about it is it's, like, super gritty. Like, he's addicted to, to pills of some kind, and, like, he's given up on his dream of boxing and all these things. So, like, my idea is that I was, like, a, a, I, I used to play mini golf, but I moved on to billiards because it makes more money. I had to pay off a debt, yeah. right? Maybe maybe this is, like, a Yakuza story. I'm missing two fingers oh, hell yeah. on one hand. Yeah. And so oh, the thing is, like, I'm a billiards. Hold the, what, what if we do some shit where you're you're missing either, like, a, a thumb or a finger, and because of that, you're able to hold the, the, the pool cue in such a way that it lets you hit it in a really specific way that not anyone else can do because uh, you're missing fingers? Well, I was, I was going to say, the big thing is that there's a big mini golf tournament. And I have to transition my billiard skills to golf. To this mini golf. This is literally golf. just Happy Gilmore, except but like backwards. But it's not. Yeah, it's it's not. Uh, it's not hockey into golf. Yeah. It's to billiards into golf. golf. But it's like the seedy, the seedy underworld of mini golf. <laughs> mini golf. It's a fucking. That's a fucking Yakuza subplot right there. The seedy underground of fucking mini golf. Well, it sounds like, uh, I mean, it sounds like you might have some experience regarding Yeah, this. so Miles, uh, as, so, you know how you have a new enemy every, every week? I have a new obsession every week. You know, I brought, right, that I makes brought sense. plenty, plenty of great obsessions to the show. Two weeks ago, it was cryptocurrency. Currency. A week, you know, two, another week prior was, you know, fucking Batman and superheroes and the Snyder Cut. This week, organized crime. I love organized crime. Um, that would explain the Italian mafia in yes. that we that we let in. Yes, with. exactly. I adore crime, and I have to thank. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Yakuza Zero for introducing me to how cool crime can be. Uh, so Miles, let me just start by saying that Yakuza Zero uh, is way better than I fucking expected it was gonna be, and I expected pretty high, high things just because this I, I've seen the series go from kind of like an under kind of an underground, um, weird niche series here in the states to something that is like completely like huge and totally mainstream, at least for among people that play video games. In sense, the rest of the Yakuza's, aka three through six, uh, made it to Xbox Game Pass on PC. The whole mainline series is playable uh, in English in in one easy, um, accessible package. So I'm like, you know what? What better time than to start 
with not the first game, uh, the fucking prequel that everybody recommends. And let me tell you, this is probably the greatest prequel ever made, like, period. As in, you really don't need to know shit. And, in fact, the story's probably better because I don't know shit. As opposed to people that have played, like, the later ones and, in, in, you know, played the prequel when it came out. After playing, you know, 1 through 5, I think. So, this game is fucking cool. Miles, I know you said you had a little bit of experience with 5. And you didn't have a great time. What were your issues? Yeah, I thought 5 kind of What sucked. were your issues with 5? Uh, well, combat was really boring, I thought. Uh, and then I just think that the Camarocho... I think that was the yeah. town 5 takes place in. Uh, yeah, I just thought Camarocho was just not that interesting to, to walk around in. And, um... I got kind of bored of, of the side quests because it's like there's a whole – there are five fucking characters, and it means that you have to knock out an entire character's side quest in a certain – you know, before their story ends. So, like, you got to do, like, a bunch of taxi shit, right? Like, in in, in Kazi, Cosmos story. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so I was just like – I did all the taxi stuff, and I was like, great. I feel satisfied. That was like a whole game in and of itself. I don't want to fight anymore. Like, the taxi stuff was a good story. That was why I played the fucking game, was for the taxi driving. I gotta play crazy yeah, taxi Yeah, I guess, now. I guess so. And, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, so I will say this. I, I can't speak to Five. I haven't fucking played it. Uh, but Kamurocho in the late 80s, the whole, the whole lot gimmick is that they're, they're in the midst of a booming economy, late 80s bubble. So Kamurocho is filled with crazy businesses and high excess, and everyone living there is basically upper middle class, except for the couple. Which is exactly what except I want. for the couple side streets that are that are you know dirt fucking poor. So going around that shit is really fun and entertaining. They uh, probably similar to Five in this sense. They keep introducing new fucking like game changer mechanics. Like twenty plus hours in now, where I'm do I'm living my libertarian fucking dream in yakuza zero right now you know what i'm doing right now i'm buying a shit ton of property that's what that game's become is become real estate simulator all i do now is like i I've, I've just kind of fucked off with the main story which i've been thoroughly enjoying by the way um but i fucked off with it for the last two hours because i got my ass beat in a story specific um fight with like 20 guys i'm like i cannot fucking do this shit right now um I, i'm like i'm gonna go fucking grind some money and and get my abilities kind of up to snuff before i give this another go so i like really dived into the fucking real estate um simulator where you just go around town you find properties you you pay for them in cash and then you just collect passive income and you slowly upgrade them over time and it's it's great and you have to defeat five the five billionaires of of Camarocho and they're and they're each they each got their own little thing. So you got the Leisure King, the Electronics King, who's a fucking otaku dweeb, um, and then you have the the Pleasure King, who who lives in, on Pink Street and it's all all uh like titty bars and shit all over there. And each person's got their own little fucking uh area of the map they control, and you gotta fucking go in there and buy property. And then they challenge you to a fucking fist fight when you own enough property. It's fucking awesome. It's just awesome. Like, the whole game is so fucking cool. And let me give you just a great example. When the Electronics King, right? 
one of the locations in his turf is a Sega high high tech land that has arcade games. And you go to meet up with them and you make a bet in Outrun on who can get more points in fucking Outrun to to you know to say who gets like 10% of the property share in the electronics area. And I get to play fucking Outrun. I get to just stop the cool game I'm playing to play another equally amazing, incredible arcade game known as Outrun. And, of course, I beat his ass in. I'm fucking great at Outrun. So, needless to say, uh, Yakuza Zero is fucking awesome. Combat, I know you said you had you, combat, like, sucked in 5. I, I've heard combat is much better in Zero in general because of the introduction of, like, styles. Styles oh, does, really does change only, Does 5 only have one style? I think it only has one style. I mean, I, I can't remember. I think the idea is it only had one style because there's fucking five characters in I Yakuza. See. Oh, five. okay. I see. I see. Um, yeah, I... I honestly think... I, I think styles might have been a thing. I can't remember. I gotta be perfectly honest. I only remember doing the taxi shit. Every fucking fight, it was like, okay... Alright, glaze over and use the one combo that works. It was, it was like, at that werehog level for me. I was like, "All right, let's get through yeah, this." It's a uh, yeah, no. The styles definitely, definitely help switch things up a lot. It, I'm not. I'll, I'll be fucking brutally honest. It took fucking low key twenty three hours of me of of my playtime banging a head against my wall and be like, "So how exactly does this work?" But then after like really s banging it out and figuring out, I'm like, "Oh, I I just get it now." It's like one of those mo it be because it's it's similar to most beat 'em ups where beat 'em ups are deceptively fucking simple and deceptively deceptively easy, um, and then you play it and then you're like, wait a minute, I can't just mash the punch button, otherwise I, I just die. I, I just get fucking swarmed by all these characters and I just can't do it anymore. But with styles, basically all you do is just you just you know, do a wide variety of combos and perform heat actions, and which are basically s these fucking incredible, incredible, like, cinematic takedowns that are some of the most brutal shit I've ever seen. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, and those do, like, a metric fuck ton of damage. But if you keep doing the same one over and over again, you get diminishing returns. It's like stale moves from fucking Smash Bros, where it'll do less damage, except it's significantly less damage. So you want to—so ideally in combat, you want to switch between your three styles and do as many different heat actions as possible to um, take out the group of enemies as quickly as possible. Um, because if you just stick with one style or just stick with the same combo or the same heat action, it's going to take fucking forever. Um, to take out the enemies. So I think the different styles will help keep combat a bit more uh, from coming a bit bit stale, at least in fucking uh, Kazuma's case. Um, with Majima, who is one of probably like a top five favorite video game character of mine, it, with the ten hours I've spent with him so far, his opening cutscene or his introduction cutscene. Uh, which opens chapter three of the game. I won't spoil or say anything about it other than it's like probably like my favorite cutscene in like all of video games. I just think it's so the the setup is so good. The whole little narrative it tells is great. Um his introduction's awesome. The cinematography's great. It's just such a like amazing like ten minutes that I'm just glued. I'm just glued to the fucking screen. And I have just I have not loved the game like this in a fucking while.
is is like really all like I have to say about Yakuza. I, I'm like so in where like I I fucking want 100 percent this game. Like I want to I want to I want to get the board clear. I want to see that 100.00% completion because I just want to see everything this game has to offer because there's so fucking much. Good game. It's funny that you bring up percentages and, and 100 percenting yeah. things. Because I, I mentioned earlier Crash 4, It's About Time. Yeah. Which, first of all, can I say might be my least favorite title of all fucking it's, time. Uh... Like, because it's been used every time. Oh, it's about time travel. What the fuck do we call it? It's about fucking time. That's what we fucking you know, call it. You know it. what I have a problem with? It's a number. Okay, Crash 4 is allegedly about time, but like, motherfucker, Crash 3 was about time, right? That's the problem. It's about time. Again. Again. And then the worst part is it's Crash Bandicoot warped because you're warping to other places, yeah. right? Well, in this fucking game, you're actually warping. warping. Reality's warping. So it's about warps, more like. So, Just because I'm traveling through time, that's not what's important. I'm not traveling through time linearly. Yeah. I'm not traveling back and forth oh. through time. Time is folding in such a way where the 1400s in Tokyo is in a linear progression to the snacks dimension of 2087 or whatever. It's re I mean, truly, it's really called It's About Time because... According to Vicarious Visions, it's about time we fucking made this this cash cow. Money. So first of all, Vicarious Visions did oh, not. Oh, I'm make sorry. The toys game. for Toys for toys Bob. I'm sorry. My mistake. Toys for Bob. Vicarious Visions made. And second of all, uh, PS one one plus two. Yeah, a I, a better game presumably. <laughs> I assume that I would like. I should get on Tony Hawk. I know I'd like Tony Hawk. Very arcade. Unfortunately, funny. Tony Hawk does not have a gay vampire named who the Matador of Love. But you know, unfortunately. Can't all be winners. Can't all be winners. Not in America. <laughs> They'd never do that in America because we hate gays here. But uh, <laughs> here on the crack house, we don't hate yeah, the gays. Yeah, unlike the rest of but, the states. <laughs> unlike the rest of the United States of America. But for the fourth time that I've said that in a row. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, I was really impressed with until I wasn't. Because the platforming is great. It's very creative. A lot of the level designs are really good, but, like, the secrets are out the ass. Like, the secrets are so bad. It's like at that Donkey Kong Country level. No, it's not worse. It's By the way, worse. this game is... It's way worse. By the way, this game is clearly ripping off d uh, Tropical Freeze as often as it can, which is fine, because Tropical Freeze game. is, as, we, as we've established in the Nintendo bracket, one of the greatest Nintendo games of all time. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, At least, cumulatively, we agree it's in the top five. <laughs> I love the uh, little asterisk next to that cumulative. Um, well, I mean, yeah, like I wouldn't put it in my top five, but like I also you don't would. like platformers as much I, as I do, and Tom does. No, not at all, and 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 that's that's the important thing is like that there's a bias there, right? Like I mean, well, you don't like Zelda, and so like not you as wouldn't much. Have put certain a lot of yeah, you wouldn't have put Zelda games as high as I did. Yeah. Um, except for Breath of the Wild, which is the greatest fucking video game. Um, Crash Four is ripping off tr a Tropical Freeze. As often as it can. Thank you for getting me back on track. Clearly, I was sputtering. As often as it can. There are levels where it's like, oh, it's all in, like, single-tone silhouettes, except for, like, you know, certain colors. So it's like the, the mist oh, okay. levels in Donkey yeah. Kong 
country. There's a level that's set entirely to music, but it's it's a it's a Louisiana big band at Mardi Gras instead of Africa, which the Africa level is better because Africa has cycles, whereas this game is beat, whereas this level is beat based. So there will be times when you have to just wait on a downbeat as opposed to in Tropical Freeze, where if you play to the beat, you're always going to make the cycle. Yeah. So it, it makes for, I don't know, it's a great little, it's a great little level. And then the, the fucking secrets are out the fucking ass. You got to fucking, you got to, you got to, you got to go underneath a grate. And by the way, the camera in Crash, I've always hated. I've always hated the behind the back camera. So you got to go underneath a grate. You got to slide underneath a grate in order to pick up the hidden gem. Yeah, it's... I do like... There are certain things I like about it. Like, I like the life system a lot. The life system is really neat, where it just counts your deaths per level and tallies them, so there's not literal one-ups, but you do have to clear it in a certain amount to 100% the game. But then they got really excessive with it, where it's like, if you clear every level without dying at all, you get a different reward from the reward you get where and you clear and, the level in under three six deaths. there's different award, rewards you get. Um, for level yeah. completion. There are six gems in every level, including one hidden gem, a gem for all the boxes, three gems for Wumpa Fruit Collection, and then the gem, the death gem. And that's not including the insanely perfect rank, which is when you get through a level without dying once. And then, of course, there's the inverted levels, and the inverted levels have these weird, like, masturbatory art-style shifts. Like, that's when they do the, the the silhouette stages in the first levels, and then there's one level that's really cute where it's, like, all in black and white, but every time you spin, you splash paint around, so it colors the level. Yeah. Like, th that's fun. But they're also sideways. That's the other problem about a game like this. It's not inverted. It's just sideways. It's just mirrored. It's just fucking mirrored. But they could make the pun inverted because N. Yeah. For uh, so <laughs> that didn't get as big as a laugh as I expected. You just caught things. me off guard, is all. Uh, okay, that's fair. The comedic timing was off. The comedic timing was off. Anyways, so there it is. Uh, fucking let it out, anyways, buddy. Anyways, fucking. Uh, hey, I'm editing the show. I'm allowed to. I, He's Neo back Cortex, at it yes, again. For, for he's back Neo at Cortex. it again. Yeah, he's back. By the way, the sense of humor in like the later Crash games fucking sucks too. I, th I, th it's funny. Like people, people. If anyone ever gets on my fucking case about Ocarina of Time, like you're just nostalgia blind. No, because Crash Bandicoot Warped was the first game I ever fucking played, and I fucking hate Crash as an adult. Crash sucks, dude. Fuck Crash. Fucking Spyro is like 30 times fucking better than Crash. Crash Bandicoot 2 is fine. That game is okay. I don't think it's bad at all. I like Crash. But like too. Crash Bandicoot Warped is like, do you want 10 vehicle stages? There are 30 levels in the game. 10 of them are All right, vehicles. but to be fair though, Miles, Spyro 3 literally does that though with like seven Well, Spyro characters. 3 sucks dick. I hate Spyro 3 too. And I hate Spyro 2 as well. Spyro 1's the best. Damn. One. Okay, so how about, what if we just said the PS1 sucks? <laughs> the P, well, No, the PS1 sucks for 2D, for 3D platformers. And I gotta be real with you, Sam. I will make that statement in 100% confidence. 100% confidence. 3D Because like, oh, what do they have? They have... They have Croc, yeah. Oh, don't. Oh, come on. Do we do we really got to shit on Croc? I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's some great game over here, but it 
No, it's like Croc and Gex are like the definition of fucking mid. Med- medieval is the the definition of mid. Spyro 1 is the best 3D platformer on the system. And Spyro 1 is genuinely a great game. I, I adore that game and I respect it. I think it's really well designed. I think it's clever. It's quick paced. It's it's visionary. It's colorful. It's evocative. The movement feels really good. It's forward thinking and ahead of its time with the level of detail, like the way that they, they managed to make the entire game's draw distance. By the way, people who are like, fuck God War. It's really impressive. God War is done in all one shot. Fuck you. Spyro the Dragon is done in all one shot. Fuck you if you're talking about fucking God of War 2018. Really fucking impressive. It's all done in one shot. Spyro the Dragon's done in one shot. There is nothing but 3D objects in Spyro. There's not a single 2D object in Spyro the Dragon. Even your fucking HUD is fucking 3D objects. Oh, that's objects. right. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. When you go through a load zone, fucking doesn't break continuity. Fuck God of War 2018, dude. Fucking overrated piece of garbage shit-ass game. I haven't played it. I'm sure it's good. But like the... The fucking oh, Ape Escape's good. You're right. I I, I was uh, I pull I had to pull up a list of PS1 uh, 3D platformers because I gotta be honest, not not one of my uh, not not a not a a zone I'm familiar with. Yeah, Ape Escape's good. Spyro the Dragon's really gone. Good. Quackers. <laughs> fucking Croc, the Legend of the Gobbles. Oh fuck yeah, man! You get you. I gotta res- you gotta respect fucking Croc, man. Croc two. I vaguely respect... Dude, it's so funny that, like, Nintendo turned down Croc. And, I mean, Yoshi's story sucks. But, like, they turned down Croc, and then you look at Croc, and you're like, yeah, of course they did. It's the most mid-fucking video I mean, no, game I, Dude, made. I think Croc is significantly better than Yoshi's story. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. But Yoshi's story is a more on-brand Nintendo yeah. game. Is the- like, I, I definitely think... That that they probably thought it would be more appealing to a certain audience as opposed to Croc, where Croc is like is is there a series is there a series that's any sadder than the Yoshi franchise of games? Yeah, it's funny because like Paper Mario fans will fucking whinge all day, but they got three masterpieces. Yeah, like we don't we don't really like Paper Mario Thousand Year Door much because of all the we bitch, but the they all like it. Yeah, but that's that's a beloved video game. It's it's one of four. One of only four Nintendo games to get a 9.2 user score on Metacritic. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, and, and it shows. Like obviously, people like that very. Char- it's a very charming game. I I can understand. I understand why people like that. I just have fucking. I just have nerdy. I I just with it. I think the the journey's the journey's not worth it. Like the amount of tedium in that journey is just not uh, worth yeah, it for me, especially narratively. Yeah, I I couldn't have said it better. But yeah, like Yoshi. I mean, yeah, you got Yoshi's Island, which I gotta be honest, I don't fucking like that game. <laughs> Uh, I do, but the flow of it is really bad. That's the thing. It's an interesting speed run, but like the average player is just not going to have a great time. Yeah. I don't think. I. Yeah, I. I just. It's. It's not. I just. I get so fucking bored. Like I, I'll. I'll boot that game up and I get to world fucking two and I'm like I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to play this shit anymore. Where like with with Mario World, like I can kind of play Mario World until I either get tired and want to go to bed. Or I fucking finish it. Like, I don't get bored of Mario World. You know? It's... By the way, I replayed that, like, about, like, a week and a half ago. So good. So good, still. Mario World's one of those games that I I don't think will ever get enough respect uh, as, like, a a masterpiece because it doesn't, like... it, it, It doesn't tell a particularly classic Mario narrative or anything like that. It just... 
works because the level design's really fun and explorative and very interactable and uh mario's control is the best it's ever been and that's what makes that game so fucking good it's so funny how like those two things turn you know what's well, all mario it's really all mario needs because that that's why you sit down with mario that's why mario 64 is still my favorite 3d mario game because even though even though sunshine has better movement the level design i think in 64 is usually a lot more fun for yeah. me to like run around in um because a lot of sunshine's very flat yeah. and well well sunshine's levels are, are trying to evoke that of like real places like an actual harbor and shit with like pseudo level design doesn't, it doesn't really work it, for it me, doesn't yeah. it doesn't really work especially compared to the the obstacle course level design of 64 yeah so that that's kind of my that that's definitely my preference between the two of them but yeah i think ps1 is just like a bunch of fucking mid 3d platformers i mean obviously you play it for the jrpgs you play it for metal gear solid uh you play for simply uh, i mean a lot of really yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of great 2D platformers as well, like Tomba, Symphony of the Night. Klonoa. Um, Mega Man X, Klonoa. Oh, X4. I love X4. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of good shit on the PlayStation 1. I'm not saying the PS1 sucks. I just think that 3D platformer-wise, it's like, all right, we have Ape Escape, and we have Sonic. Or, no, <laughs> not Sonic, Spyro. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Others would say Crash. I think Crash fucking sucks fuck crash i think crash 2 the is anal fine cavity, i think dude. crash 2 is totally crash 2 fine. is fine crash 2 is fine crash 3 it's like you like vehicles so I, I i typed in just because i i wanted to again pull up a list of what google thought the best uh the best ps1 games were and yeah mel your solid seven vagrant story symphony all that bullshit couple of the ones i wanted yeah, to fucking exactly. shout out um that'd be remiss not to mention r4 ridge racer type 4 incredible fucking game Oh, racing games on 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 PS One were excellent. Yeah, fucking slap that in GT Two, uh, Gran Turismo, Nitro, uh, Crash Nitro, uh, whatever. It's. Team no, racing. not Nitro Kart. TTR Crash Team Racing. Nitro Kart is the second one, and that sucks. Yeah. And then Crash Tag Team Racing is even. Dude, worse. that's a fucking, that's a fucking trio of like killer fucking racing games. There, you got fucking CTR for your cart party racing needs you got ridge racer type four for your arcade style racer and you got a gt for your more simulation uh style a bit hybrid i'd say between simulation and, and arcade with with gt oh you play for uh, silent hill and resident evil as well yeah survival horror yeah so i mean yeah ps1's a great console i'm definitely not discounting that uh but crash sucks fuck crash crash 4 especially sucks i i don't I don't hate that game. It's just really fun to dunk on it because it's like the most excessive thing in the world. And the reason I bring it up is that to get 106%, it takes most people clock in 80 to 100 hours. And it's like for crash. Yeah, there's who the fuck. It's it's funny you bring this up because no joke, like a couple weeks ago, I watched like a like 80 minute Catechris video that is about. By the way, can we just. Shout outs to Catacorus. Great. Like one of one of the few YouTubers from like that 2010s era of like wacky the funny skit game reviewer, reviews the skit that reviewer. actually transitioned. Yeah. Yeah. 
the skit reviewer that actually transitioned really well because he was always really smart. He's not like peanut butter gamer where he's a fucking simpleton. Yeah, and the whole gimmick is that yeah, it's just it's just goofy, goofy content. Because like Catacruz's content yeah, is still or... like pretty goofy content. It's just goofy content about shit he's really fucking into. So all the videos are like and an really hour smart long. about too. Um, yeah, he's also genuinely insightful and and, and intelligent. And when he when he's dunk, dunking on a fucking piece of shit game, it's funny. But when he's he's praising a great game, it's funny and insightful. Yeah. And unlike Pro Jared, he did not fuck someone else's yeah. wife. At least not yet, anyways. God forbid. Yo, there's still time, Caddy. There's still time. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. You know, what? I'm gonna recommend this this fucking video to to the folks. It's the miserable world. Of I'm, I'm gonna recommend Crash Bandicoot Four. It's. Yeah, 83 minutes long. It's an amazing watch because it'll just go, it just goes into the fur- furthest depths of like the shit. Cause like, you know, you, we, you mentioned the fuck's fucking box gem. Dude, some of these box placements are fucking criminal. Like, the, like, yeah, the, they're illegal. The designer should be put in prison. For, for some of the, some of the box placements in this game. Oh, I like it's it's one of these things where I don't know anybody who like their favorite aspect of Crash was like the secrets. You know, uh, well, I, I wouldn't say the secrets, but but I would be I, I would I agree with the that. Like, I think a lot of people's appeal of Crash Bandicoot, at least two and three is 100 percent completion. Oh, absolutely. But I, I don't think that they want 100% completion to be the yeah. worst, oh. longest, most nightmarish thing exactly. in the world. Exactly. And honestly, it, it, and honestly, it kind of fucking ruins the game. Because with Crash Bandicoot 4, you have a situation where the main campaign is a bit too short and a bit too, like, whatever, kind of easy. Uh, and you need that 100% completion to kind of, A, not only pad out your runtime, but really see what the game has to actually offer you. But on the other hand, that sucks! Like, the completion aspect is bad, and it sucks, it's not fun, and you don't want to do it. But it, it's not like, you know, there, the, we we need a like a term for this variable level of difficulty based on completion because a lot of games fall into this miles like kirby's epic yarn is another primary example of a game i think falls in this category where and and not to the extreme not the extreme crash bandicoot 4 goes but like i think crash bandicoot 4 might be the logical extreme of 100 percent completion it is i think it's the yeah probably the furthest extreme because with because with Kirby's Epic Yarn, of course, being a game you play through, Kirby t- can't die, um, is invincible. But then you have to go through those stages with the intent of collecting uh, max beads and uh, and getting all the secrets and stuff like that. A, that's going to increase your runtime by a fuck ton, and it's going to increase the difficulty by quite a bit. Because, hey, you went from being able to take infinite hits not being able to take a single hit. Not saying it becomes fucking possible or particularly hard, but the difficulty jumps up considerably uh by going for 100 percent completion and that that's a that's a, a a thing good feel likes to do because wario land shake it is also just like that where wario land shake it gets significantly harder when you have to do all of the uh achievements in that game yeah. i uh yeah i we do need a term for that but do we specifically need a term for games that are transformed by 100 percent or games that have shitty 100% that ruin uh, No, transformed by 100%. Good or bad? 
Um, Transformed by one hundred percent. Yeah, because I I don't hate this. I don't hate games that no do this, no. It's really. it's not. This is not a, a a problem. It's just like a bunch of games like do this, and some of them do it really well, and some of them fucking don't. Uh, like Crash Bandicoot Four. Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about wasting time. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, can I go back to how much I fucking hate It's About Time as a fucking title? Oh, man, dude. It's the most, like, it's the most fucking generic time travel fucking title you could possibly fucking muster. Look up titles. Say, you, I think you're ahead of yeah. me, Sam. I think you're ahead of me. Look up titles about time travel where the subtitle is It's About Time. H- hold on. Let me do a specific search for subtitles about time travel. Uh, hold on. Let me let me t- just type in. I'm gonna type in movie titles about time travel. I know what you're talking about with the it's about time. I I, I can't name you any other piece of media that has that subtitle though. banned because i'm like you are you first of all you fucking serious because now it's going to be confusing and i have to specify whether or not i'm talking about the album or the band and b you could have the world was your oyster and you named it your band fuck you so i pulled up a list of forum posts from a couple years ago of people shouting out some really great post colon subtitles so first of all i'll hit you with one of mine which is the Legend of Heroes colon Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah, well, that's that's a that's one I I think anyone listening to this one is is familiar with of, for sure. Of course, obviously, like just but like that title though, that's it's the Trails of Cold Steel because it's about fuck because there's war and, it, and there's tanks and shit. It's cold steel. It's fucking That's awesome. a pretty good one. It's fucking awesome. Um someone shouts out Dark Souls P- Prepare to Die edition, uh which I think is cute. Um and I and I and I liked quite a bit. How do you feel about No More Heroes 2, Miles? Desperate Struggle. Desperate Struggle. That's a pr- that's a strong one. Even though I don't like the game, I think the problem is my love of the subtitle probably will depend on my enthusiasm for the game. Unless the subtitle is fucking cracked out. Yes. Now I- I'll hit you with uh, I'll hit you like here here's one that's that's cl- cr- kind of cracked out that I've always I've always loved. This is one of my first subtitle loves, and it's Tactics Ogre. Let us cling together. 
By the way, can I just say Tactics Ogre has some of the greatest writing in video games, like, as far as fucking rawness. There, I, uh... There is a guy who, there is a guy who says, can you please forgive me for what I've done? And before you battle him, the protagonist goes, so you can die with redemption in your heart? Never. Good fucking hot Fuck shit. yes, dude. Yeah, it's it's so cool. I, uh... Shout out K-Bash. I should see if I can get him, if I can con him on the fucking crack house one of these weeks. Uh, dropped a video on the tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics series. I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of jonesing for a fucking tactics game now. So I might I play, like uh, War of the Lions as well. War of the Lions. That's a good yeah, one. That, oh yeah, fucking amazing one. Uh, obviously someone just shouted out the Phantom Pain, which I gotta the be Phantom honest, Pain is one, Kojima's got some of the best, uh, in the biz. I think yeah, so, well, Sons, well, of Son, Liberty, Sons of Liberty, Snake Eater, Guns of the Patriots, and Phantom Pain all slap. All slap. Yeah. I, I genuinely think the Phantom Pain is my favorite one because it's like you hear that and you're like, I know exactly what's the game what the game's about, and then you play it and you're like, I don't know what this game is about. It's it, it's <laughs> Yeah, a lot, yeah. <laughs> A good majority of the fucking of his fucking games kind of operate like that. Uh, someone shouts out something great. He says, uh, "Every single DS game that had DS in the initials, so yeah, Devil so, Survivor, so like, Dawn of Sorrow, Dual Strike for Advanced Wars, Ninja Gaiden, Dragon Sword, etc." Yeah. I I also have to shout out the Trauma Center games, which does not have DS. Uh, the, the title of the the first Trauma Center is Under the Knife. By the way, oh, really great it. subtitle. That's yeah. it. That's Trauma a- Center. Under the knife is so good, but the main character of that is named Derek Styles. Yes, who is DS? Yeah, who is DS? Yeah, and it's spelled like Stylus, I believe. Uh, yeah, S T I L E S. Yeah, he was also he was also listed here in the list of DS initials. Also, uh, not a fan, not a big fan of the series, and I know you're not a big fan of the game, but Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts 3D. That's a really 3DS? good title, though. Yeah, great. 3D Dream great. Drop Distance. It's great. I'm considering. I'm considering replaying Dream Drop Distance because I someone pointed out how good the flow motion in that game is, and I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I should just replay it and like see how it feels to just like fly around because I I remember the the combat sucking, but I didn't really use the flow motion nearly enough, and I'm the fucking biggest flow motion head. Yeah. Also, how the fuck could we forget three five eight over two days? <laughs> 358 over two days is incredible, As specifically an inc- because incredible of the pronunciation. Crack. Yes, which is amazing. Also, I just I, I saw a couple people list two that I can't believe we forgot. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Revengeance, yeah. Which is a, that's top, a good one. That's a top five for me. Also, Thief 2, The Metal Age. Thief 2, The Metal Age is really fucking strong. That, that's, that's a good sick. one. That is yeah. sick. Uh, also, I I like Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, oh yeah, Human Revolution's great. Also, um, I have to pull up a separate list uh, for the Leisure Suit Larry uh, games because all of them have incredible fucking names like Leisure Suit Larry. Wet dreams die twice. That's a good one. Although, I, thi- although, so obviously. Because the last couple ones have been named after, you know, video, you know, have been parodies of video game names. Obviously, Leisure Suit Larry's Wet Dream Try Twice, Sekiro. The one prior to that is Wet Dreams Don't Dry, which is a D4 D4 reference. D4 reference. 
which is insane. By the way, D4 is named D4 Dark colon Dreams Dark die. Dreams Don't Die. Which is up there, which is another another subtitle that is incredible. Also, of course, you can't forget uh, Mag- Magna Cum Laude and Box Office Bust. Um, box Office Bust. Bust. I like Box Office Bust. Yeah, just like, oh my fucking God. Shit's so so fucking good. Oh, I okay. I oh this uh this is one I that's new. I did not know Day of the Tentacle was the subtitle. It's because yeah. it's Maniac Mansion Day of the Tentacle. I just know that game is Day of the Tentacle. Most people do. Most people do. Also, Akiba's trip undead and undressed is 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 pretty great. That's an incredible one. An incredible subtitle. Oh, Sandy's Requiem, Eternal Darkness. Oh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Yeah, that is good. I think all the Castlevanias have really good ones. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Like, like Symphony a, of the Night, yeah. Symphony of the Night's, like, an, an insanely cool fucking name. That's one of the—I think that genuinely might be my favorite title in video games. Yeah, it's just Fucking such a, Symphony of the Night. And it's such a pleasant—like, it like, in, uh, so, like, the whole thing is pleasant to look at. Castlevania colon Symphony of the Night's pleasant to look at. Symphony of the Night's pleasant to look at. S-O-T-N, you know immediately what the fuck it is. And then when you pair it with the European box art of Alucard holding the sword, it's like, mm, big cum, dude. That's a big—oh, here's the question, Sam. We have to decide the boys and the men. What are the big cum titles? The big cum titles, uh, the big fuck. cum subtitles, um, because like desperate struggles, good. Is it big cum? It's not big cum. I, I here's here's another another uh IP, of course from Japan that is killer subtitles. Danganronpa, trigger trigger yeah, trigger happy trigger havoc, happy havoc, goodbye, goodbye despair, despair, and killing harmony are all fucking great. Yeah, um, but are they big cum? I think trigger tr- trigger happy havoc's big. Tr- cum. Trigger happy havoc is big cum because it's so much fun to say. Um, I just, Earth Defense Force 2, Invaders from Planet Space. <laughs> uh, not a game I'm a fan of, but, you know, Scholar of the First Sin is pretty fucking yeah, hype. that's a pretty, that's a metal one. Hell, even Shadows Die Twice I like a lot, uh, from Sekiro. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I, another, uh, from software, Armored Core 4 Answer. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I was talking about uh, this with friend of the podcast, Ben Franke, um, where we were talking about the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, incredible, incredible subtitles. Movies. Incredible subtitles in that. But I think I figured out what the name of the 10th movie is going to be. Fast and your seatbelts. No, it's going to be uh, Fast X Furious for 10. Oh, oh. That's Fast awesome. X Furious. That's awesome, hot. right? That's so fucking cool. Also, uh, also, I also really like that with, with Mortal Kombat 10 is more, titled Mortal Kombat X. Um, Anytime you have a 10th game and you call it X, like, that's a good, that's a fucking great sick. choice. <laughs> Unless you're Mega Man X, where they fucked up and everyone's like, what happened to four what, games? What happened to 7 through ten, uh, 9? Shut the fuck up. 7 through 9. Oh, they're coming. Yeah. And 10's going to be awesome. Yeah. And 9's going to be even better. I, I prefer 10 to 9, actually. I, you know, I used to prefer 10. As I've gotten older, the difficulty of 9 has appealed to me a little bit more. That's fair. That's fair. Although, I have not sat down to play um, Mega Man 10 on hard mode, which I, I probably owe myself to do. Also, Tetris, Terror Instinct. <laughs> That's big cum. Who the fuck, That's a big who, cum title. Who the fuck 
let that slide. Who the fuck was like, yeah, Terror Instinct, sure, for Tetris. Tetris, Terror Instinct. It's the most 0 to 100 title ever. Tetris. Because Tetris is like, oh, it's pleasant. I, you know, I love well, Tetris. Yeah, everybody loves my Tetris. My mom and I uh, play Tetris we, sometimes. I play it's it on fun. the train as I go to my sales job before work on Monday. Terror Instinct. <laughs> oh, my God, the train's going to crash. Terror Instinct, the train's gonna crash! Yeah, it's just fucking unreal. Also, what what what's what the fucking time what fucking time we have? We're at fucking we're we're nearing an hour thirty. The couple more I wanted to list off. I can't believe we haven't mentioned it already. It's a game we've already talked about. Breath of the Wild. Great sub. Breath of the Wild is good. It's not big cum though. It's it not, does make it's me not feel big good. Cum. It's a pretty beautiful looking. Title. But it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful title. title. The first time they revealed it, I was like, "That's a fucking amazing title." Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Pretty, it's pretty hot. The problem with the Zelda titles is is once you hear them, it's like it goes from being like kind of magical and unique to being like, "Yeah, I talk about this game fifteen fucking times a day on this podcast." Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, the Disgaea games have good titles. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, what's uh... Disgaea Five Alliance of Vengeance? What's a Six's uh, title coming up? I don't remember. Uh, I yeah. think it's just Disgaea Six. Oh, I thought for I, now. I thought it had a subtitle. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it might, might have a, a subtitle. It might get like an updated port that has a fun subtitle. Well, I I think it it's just not been revealed yet. Uh, Disgaea Six. Yeah, right now. Oh, Defiance of Destiny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it already came out. Oh wow. shit! Rip, dude. Oops. Rip this guy at six. Oops. Um, so that Switch exclusivity though, gonna really do yeah. it to you. I guess I'll try it out. I uh also speaking of uh niece in uh, Disgaea, Prinny two Operation Panties, dude. Operation Panties, dude. By the way, amazing title. It also has my favorite final boss attack where you fight Etna and you're a two D sprite and she's a three D sprite and a three D model in the background. So it's like the Yoshi's Island fight. Oh, yeah. And one of her one of her moves is she flashes her ass at you, and if you happen to be caught in the fucking beam where her ass is flashing you, you'll explode instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just... an incredible work of art. Yeah. Cup couple two more. Just two more I want to shout out. Amnesia, a machine for pigs. Uh not a great game, but it's significantly really better good subtitle. subtitle. I think it's way better than the Dark Descent as far as titles go. Dark Descent uh, is so lame. Finally. Also, oh my god, the fucking Ratchet games. How the fuck did I forget about the Ratchet games? Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal. Up Your Arsenal is probably my favorite subtitle of all time. I, my favorite my favorite would be either Bros Before Foes or Foreplay. <laughs> but neither of those made it. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, Full Frontal Assault made it, though. and that, I can't, That's the one I actually can't believe got out the fucking door as, a, as an accepted title. But yeah, all of those are great. Well, but... full, well, a Full Frontal Assault is a military term, so they were probably able to argue that. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. I'm sure that was the argument they used, uh, that t- uh, Tim Price used at, at, over at uh, Insomniac. But, of course, finally, last, uh, and most certainly not least, how could we forget Urguy's God bless the ring. <laughs> what? Wait, you're not familiar with this fucking game? No, not at all. Okay, so, oh my god, Miles. So, Urguys was made by the fucking... We've just extended this episode by 15 minutes. Okay, so Urguys is a Square Enix game on PS1 that 
it was made by the guy that made the bouncer. It has cloud on the cover of it. You oh, does it? Yeah, it, it, it's uh E H R G I E I Z. Um, it's a fighting game, I think. It, yeah, it's like a it's like a party game. Uh, like a no, it's a fighting game. Uh, here I sent it to you on Discord. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Cloud really is in the game, man. It's just his render from the the American box art of FF7. Like, yeah. they literally just copy pasted it. Yeah, Tifa's in the game too. Yeah, it's just a fucking, it's just a Square Enix fighting game or a Square Soft fighting seeing, game. Seeing, seeing, seeing Cloud with the Buster Sword on his back and Zach and him not using it. Vincent Valentine is in this game. Yeah, who else is in this fucking game? Well, it's a lot of original characters. Oh, okay. Seems. But then all the unlockables are Square Enix characters. Sephiroth, Yuffie, Vincent, Zack. Um, so that's like all of them. That's yeah. like all of the. That's all of them. Yeah, and Cloud and Antifa. Obviously, Barrett c- can't be in the game. He has one arm and a gun. Yeah. Well, Cloud has a sword. He just doesn't use it. Yeah, but for some fucking reason, the subtitle's called "God Bless the Ring." Well, it's the ring is in the boxing ring. But 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 just the but but just the, the fact that 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 the subtitle is saying "God bless the ring" is funny. It is humorous. It, yes. Like like that's really fucking funny to me. God bless the ring. I hope Hideo Kojima's next game has a subtitle. Also, all the Toho games are great subtitles. Uh, hope hope Death Stranding Two has a subtitle. I don't think Death Stranding Two is gonna happen. I don't think. I don't so want either. it to happen personally. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think that game is fantastic, and it it just should end there. Death Strunding. Death Death Strunding. It's the first Strund game. It's the first no no. It's not the funny thing is it's not a strand game. It's a strand type game. He he. It's it, the genre is not strand. It's strand type, not strand like strand type game. Strand type games to relax and smoke weed too. Well, Sam, I think that's going to do it for us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I don't recommend it, but you can check us out at Miku's Crack House. We will never tweet. No. Sam, you have any closing words for this week? Yes. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this week was episode 49, meaning that next Friday we will be not only not only celebrating our one-year anniversary as a podcast on April 9th, we will also uh, be celebrating the big 5-0. So, normally, we ask for questions every so often of, of, the, of the crackheads, of the true crackheads out there on Twitter. But I want to I wanna open it up a bit. Not only if you want to send us questions, just send us topics. Send us whatever the fuck you want us to talk about. And we'll do it I'm, on episode I, 50. We'll do, we'll do it. The episode's going to be as long as it fucking has to be. Exactly. And we'll do it. So anything you want our opinions on, our thoughts on, our takes on, this is a free, any and all, not ask us anything, tell us anything. Yeah. It's fucking free real estate for y'all. Just drop us a, drop us a word on Twitter. You can DM us. I'm pretty sure our DMs are open as well. If uh, you do not uh, want to uh, publicly tweet at Miku's Crack House, which understandable. I know people I use their that people use their their private their privates you know people use their their Twitters with uh their family their grandma follows them and I can understand <laughs> if if you don't want to see your grandma uh uh react to at Miku's Crack House. Ironically enough, your grandma does follow at Miku's Crack House. Yeah, 
And she's based as fuck. I really like when the when the black one says nip. Anime thighs when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Hey, bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana and I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama. Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama. I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna. Hey, sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo. All these bitches want me like my name was fucking JoJo. Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no show. Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime. With the bros, though. my motherfucking bitch. I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss. And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list. Yeah, your sister is my groupie. She take this anime dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy. You can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch. I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. 